You are now tuned in to the Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is LaToya. I want to thank you for listening and for subscribing. Also, be sure to check out my YouTube channel, LaToya Jasmine. That's L-A-T-O-Y-A-J-A-S-M-I-N. And also, I've been doing some live Bible studies on my Facebook and Instagram pages at Prayer Is Breathing. All right, so let's jump into today's topic. We're talking about prayer, prayer, and more prayer. And I just want to encourage you with the power of prayer. And I want you to understand and be reminded today that prayer is your greatest ministry. Prayer is the most important thing that we have as believers. Prayer causes us to commune with God. We grow in intimacy and love and relationship and fellowship with him as we are in prayer. So I want you to hold on to prayer. Stay in that secret place. Stay spending time with God. I know there's so many things that we get pulled to do. There's so many distractions. There's so much that goes on. And so prayer is oftentimes so secret. It's in our secret place with God. And even though it may not be something that many people see, I want to encourage you that prayer all in itself, that quiet time that you spend with the Lord is so powerful and nothing can replace it. So we're going to jump right into the word. We're going to jump into this very heavy hitter verse in Matthew chapter seven, verse 20. Let's dive right in. So it says, therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Verse 21 says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. Now, this is the part that's a little frightening if we're honest, but it's so good because God gets our attention. Verse 22, it says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So listen to this verse, because as we look at so many powerful things, right? Prophecy. I love the prophetic casting out demons. These are things that every believer should be flowing in. It's in the Bible. And I don't know about you, but I want all that God has to me. So I love the gifts and the power and the authority that Christ has given unto us. And so in this passage, there's people saying to the Lord, have not we done all these things in your name? But he says, I never knew you depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So now what we look at is, it's not just about the outward things like casting out demons and prophesying and all these other things, but it's really about knowing God. And you begin to know God through prayer. You begin to know God and he purges you. He cleanses your heart and you are separate are separated and set apart from the things of this world. And so when we're in prayer, God takes us to a place where we get to commune with him. And as we commune with him, we are changed. We're changed. The Bible says from faith to faith, from glory to glory. And so I want you to focus on the inward part, focus on the part that nobody sees. You know, it's so great sometimes when you pray and you prophesy in public, people are blessed, people are exhorted, people are encouraged. But listen, when you're at home and you're spending that time in prayer, that's the most powerful place that you can be in. And so I want you to be encouraged with this sweet verse. And I know we started off pretty heavy, but let's take a look at John chapter 15, because this passage talks about abiding in the Lord. And this is really the heart of prayer that we're in communion with God. And so John chapter 15 says, 
I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Let me pause right here and just give you an example or an analogy. Sometimes many of us, we understand with our cell phone, we're constantly looking for a charger, constantly having to plug it in. We are trying to stay connected, keeping our phone charged. And in the things of the spirit, we want to be charged up in prayer. And so when this says abide, abide is a a verb. It's an action. It's something that we do where we're constantly plugging into the Lord. And many times we can find ourselves on E, we can find ourselves on empty and we're just going, 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 right? But God wants us to be so plugged into him, so connected to him that we realize that without him, we can do nothing. And so when we are in him, when we are abiding in him, we bear much fruit. And so I want to read this part again, verse four, it says, abide in me and I and you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me verse 5 I am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing All right. And so this is so good because as we abide in the Lord, God does so many things in our heart. He opens so many doors for us and really God alone is the reward. And so there's a scripture in Genesis where I believe it was Abraham. He tells the Lord, you are my exceedingly great reward. And so we don't just pray because we can get things out of prayer, but we pray because God in himself, he is so good. He is so faithful that whether he blesses us with material things or not, he's still God. God and his presence is still enough. And so verse six says, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Verse seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So this means too, because sometimes we get caught up in the cycle where we only go to God when we want an answer to our prayer, but it's really the opposite because Jesus is telling us, if you abide in me, if you're constantly in my presence, if you are abiding me, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So this is what we call constant Uh, fellowship, intimacy, communion with the Lord, where we already have a relationship. So when you're when you're in prayer and when you have a prayer life, you don't have to just go to God when something happens, but you are constantly in his presence, whether you have a prayer request or not, and you are abiding in him. And so this is the promise to us in John chapter 15, verse seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Not only will it be done for us, but verse eight says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. So God gets the glory, even when he answers our prayers, because in him, we are called to bear fruit because we're his disciples. Verse nine says, as the father loved me, 
I also have loved you. Abide in my love. And so this is really, really good. And I want you just to study John chapter 15. It's so good. It's so practical. It's so beautiful. When we look at the love of God, the love that God has for us. And so in prayer, we start to grow more and more love with God. In prayer, God is able to deal with our heart. He's able to deal with our fears. He's able to deal with pride. He's able to show us things that we will not see on our own strength. And God is able to purge us as we're in his presence. And so prayer is the most powerful tool that we have as believers. And then the Bible tells us how to pray. So we pray in faith. We pray, believing God. We pray from a pure heart, clean hands. We pray in that posture. We pray in that vein. And so verse nine says, as the father loved me, I also have loved you abide in my love. Verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. And so in the presence of God, there is the fullness of joy. And so when we're in his presence, God does so much more when we're in his presence. And I want to challenge you that whatever you are facing, whatever you may be worrying about, whatever you may be going through, that you get back in that secret place, you get back in that presence of God, in the presence of the Lord. And I'm not going to tell you that every circumstance or every situation will change, but I will promise you what the word of God says is true, that God will give us peace that surpasses all understanding, that we will grow in greater maturity in the things of the spirit. God will be able to purge us and cleanse us. He will give us the strength and the ability to keep his commandments. Why? Because we fall more and more in love with him as we are abiding in him and we keep his commandments commandments out of love, not just out of religion or how we were brought up because we know right from wrong. But the Bible tells us that if we love God, we will keep his commandments. And so this goes into not loving the world. This goes into when nobody else is looking and nobody else is watching, you are still keeping the commandment of the Lord because you love him and you don't want to offend him and you don't want to do things that you know God is not pleased with. And so it's a place of love that causes us to keep the commandments of the Lord, not a place of God is going to strike us down and all this kind of stuff. Of course, you definitely want to have the fear of the Lord. I think that's critical and important in this hour, but there's also a place where we uh, abide in God and we're obedient to God because we love him and we keep his commandments out of our love for him. So I just want to let you know that God is with you as you are continuing in prayer. Don't overlook prayer. Sometimes prayer and just praying can be overlooked. And, and, you know, we kind of focus sometimes on the gifts and preaching and prophecy and all these amazing and wonderful things. But prayer is the foundation of any and everything that we do. And so we see so many times in the Bible where Jesus, he withdrew and he went away and he prayed. And so um, the disciples got to a point where they asked, him, Lord, teach us how to pray. That's how important prayer is that the disciples, they wanted to know how to pray. 
And of course, if you are listening and you want to know how to pray, we can look at the Lord's Prayer. That's in Matthew. And this is a template of prayer, which doesn't necessarily mean that we just repeat it word for word. But Jesus was telling his disciples in this manner, you should pray. And so in this manner, in this template. So we're going to take a look at that really quickly here. Before I even get into that, just a few verses earlier, Jesus is telling them how important it is to pray in the secret place. And so even Matthew chapter six, verse three, it says, but when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to the father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Verse seven. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Again, this goes back with the verse we just read about. If we abide in the Lord, we will ask what we would desire and the Lord will give it to us according to his will. And then verse nine says in this manner, therefore pray our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So here's some basics of the Lord's prayer. You always want to start acknowledging God. And so if you don't know where to begin in prayer, just begin to lift up the name of the Lord. Our father in heaven, holy is your name. You can begin to declare the names of the Lord. You can declare who God is to you. And you can just take a moment to praise him, to worship him, to lift him up. And then you declare your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Also, we see that forgiveness is a part of prayer. You have to forgive others. And then also we ask for forgiveness. And so repentance is a huge part of prayer. And you begin to pray from a place where you understand who God is and you also understand the authority that God has given unto you. And so maybe you don't see answers right away or you feel like I've been praying and I don't really see the answers. I want to tell you that as you're praying, you may not see what God is doing, but I can assure you that God is working in your heart. If your heart is open to him and you're praying from a sincere place that God will meet you where you are. And so I want to just say a prayer for you. God, I just thank you for every person that is listening to this podcast. I pray for your anointing. I pray just Lord for a greater level of intimacy and coming into the knowledge of God that as we pray, as we seek your face, God, you will hear from heaven and Lord, you will hear our prayers as we turn from sin. We turn from the things that hinder us, God, and going deeper and going um, to greater levels in you. Father, I just thank you right now for the power of prayer. I thank you 
God, that your heart is to fellowship and to be in communion with us, even to the point that while we were yet sinners, you died for the ungodly. And so, Father, I thank you that you love us enough that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins. I thank you that you love us enough, God, that you want to be um, in relationship with us. You want to have our whole hearts. And so, God, we just surrender all that we are unto you. God, just give us a greater passion and love for you and prayer and the things of the kingdom, oh God. And so, Lord, we just thank you. I thank you for every person listening. I pray against discouragement and weariness. And I pray, God, for greater, just greater. God, there's so much more that you want to do. And so, Lord, we just lift you up. We honor you. We bless you. We love you. And we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Be encouraged and be sure to tune back in next week. And also you can send any prayer requests that you have to prayerisbreathing at gmail.com. And for any faith apparel, we have our watch and pray design, our prayer works design. You can go to www.awakeawakechristianclothing.com. That's awakechristianclothing.com. God bless.